Welcome back. Thank you once again for hanging out with us. This is the one and only IT in the D show. Uh, it, we're recording Monday nights. We've got one eye on the football game and then one eye on the podcast. What uh, We're hoping to bring a great show for you. I'm Bob Walton Spiel, your host, hanging out with co-host and uh, producer extraordinaire Randy Walker. Guest this week, Jason Charnas. He is with Gesher Human Services, one of our favorite companies to interview. They're doing a lot of great, great things with career counseling, uh, resume writing, and uh, you know, I roll my eyes when I hear that too, but uh, they're actually doing it properly, and we're going to talk to them more. Or maybe they're not, and we're, we're going to call them out on it. I'm kidding. Um, and then one of my favorite things is that they do uh, career counseling for people with disabilities to get back into the job market. Uh, you can find us online, itinthed.com. Do us a favor. Give us a like on the socials. Subscribe to us everywhere. Find podcasts are sold. Don't forget, we're going to be at Eastern Palace Club for the remaining two meetups of the year. Go to meetup.com slash IT in the D. No speakers, no cover charge, just a bunch of cool people drinking tiki drinks and eating really good pastrami from their barbecue stand. Um, I really like that place and they really like having us. So uh, I don't mind giving them. Yeah, I went back again this weekend and they were super enthusiastic. And so happy to give them business good that makes me ha- that makes me happy it's, it's rare these days i don't know why paul how you doing how they treating you i'm doing great uh look any chance we get to talk about what we do and more important any chance we have to help some people with the job career whatever it is on the next step it's it's a great evening to be able to talk about that stuff no absolutely and I, we always loved having paul on because the, the one angle he used to always uh, it always warmed our heart was when he was uh, the, with with uh, the stories that he would give all the time about retraining people like like old army vets that had lost both arms. That was my uh, one of my I don't want to say it's my favorite story, but heartwarming story. Um, lost both his arms and they basically got some uh, 3D arms printed and, and got him to be a picker at Amazon. And I'm like, you know what, you uh, you and your company are friends of mine for life. So I uh, I sincerely appreciate what you guys do out there. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got a lot of a lot of great programs. We're a pretty large agency, nonprofit based in Southfield. But at the end of the day, we're here to help people with employment, whether that means individuals with disabilities, whether it means women looking to reenter the workforce, or whether it means anybody who's just looking for an opportunity or wants professional help career wise, finding that opportunity. We've got a ton of staff that are able to assist, and most of our programs are free, which is bonus on bonus unheard of yeah and that's what you you brought up you're we like yeah i want to talk about resume writing and the first thing i said is like no i don't want to talk about that because i you don't know, i see what happens out there and you're like no it's free and i'm like okay we can talk about that um so now here i'll give you my take and i want to i want to see how you come across it like yeah, with me anytime someone talks about res- resume writing they want to charge you a few hundred dollars and you're like nope we don't charge i'm like okay cool we'll talk about it and they go then b I always wanted it to be my words. That was one thing I was like with, you know, we, we had a uh, AI episode a few back, yeah. uh, you know, chat GPT writing your essays and things like that. I'm like, if it doesn't sound like me talking, I don't want to write it. So like, talk to me about your process on the resume side with that scenario where like, are you just doing, cause like, here's the thing I'll, I talk to people all the time. I'm like, quantify what you've done. That's business relevant bullet points don't just say what you did but how you made an impact like what's i guess what's your approach and and we can kind of start it's, from there so so one of the things that we did is we said a ton of people call us and say i want help with my resume i don't know how to do it it's been five years ten years since i looked for a job and resumes change and they're always evolving At the same time we said how do we make sure our staff are there to answer those questions 
we got our team to become certified professional resume writers. It was awesome training. Is a resume the tool for finding a job? No, but a resume is an important part of the process, right? So you've got to have a resume that lists accomplishments, not just job tasks, right? You want to show what you've done. What are your successes? What do those accomplishments look like? But, but it's, it's a step. So we have staff that are writing resumes every day, helping people write resumes every day. And so it's one of those things, combination of, do you make it look good? Does it format well? And is your resume telling your professional story, both of what you've done and what you're wanting to do? And then who are you writing your resume for, right? There's so much, especially in the IT field. Are you writing your resume for a recruiter who maybe has a little bit of understanding on tech, uh, technology and, and uh, lingo? Or are you writing a resume for a mechanical engineer, computer science guy who's got a ton of background and is looking for, you know, ones and zeros in all of the detail? And the answer is you're doing both. But at the same time, a resume is a part of the tool. Yes, Bob, you need a resume. You need a resume because when you apply for a job, everyone is requesting, number one, a resume. When you sit down in an interview, they're looking at your resume. Is a resume the tool? It is a part of it. You guys are awesome because you're running networking events. And the truth is what we tell all of our clients, everybody we're working with is a resume is a great start, but if you stop with resume, you haven't gotten all the way. You've got to network. You've got to network as part of that process. So, Jason, let's start with the basics, right? Because my uh, my wife was working for the same firm for about 16 years. She really didn't have a resume because it was her first job out of out of grad school. And, uh, and I went through templates, and I yeah. looked up every template I could. And I'm not going to lie. There is some really, really bad things being pushed on the Internet in terms of a resume template, like I don't like the different colors and then you're putting your picture on there and like these, these goofy formats. And I'm like, I don't know who those people are putting it out. Maybe they're just trying to sell a $9 template or whatever, but like what, and I'm trying to like, for me, it's as basic as it gets. Like it's, it couldn't be a more simple, it's the same resume I've used for 22 years. Um, You know, block print, you know, na- big name on top, chronological order skills on the top. Like what, when, I guess when you're going through the templates, what, what should you, what's hitting or what should you be looking for? Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of important components and, and, and we can get into the, the AI side of it. I, I've played around with some of the AI resume builders. I am not a fan and it's not job security, not a fan. I just don't think they do a good job. They will eventually get to that place. They don't do a good job. Um, we're, we're, I mean, copy your resume, right? The, the headline, you've got your name. Um, nobody's putting street addresses, right? We're putting city, state, zip. Uh, if you're really mobile, if you're working remote, you don't even necessarily need that. Um, cell phone, email. I don't know if it needs to be said, but, uh, you know, an email that's first name, last name, first initial, last name, none of the like. Uh, Detroit Lions lovered 921, right? We got to want to do Please that. Please tell stuff. me those are, is that still they, a thing? Do you still it, see it, those? Yeah, we do see those. We also see some AOL and Yahoo stuff. Please just don't do that. You, if, 
we've all got that guilty pleasure email address from a long time ago that we can't get rid of, but not for resume. Uh, LinkedIn profile, super important at the top of that resume, right? You want people to be able to find you, figure out who you are, how do they know you, what's that connection, what's your experience. But um, a, a professional statement at the top is one of those things more and more that that places are looking for and that we're helping people. Uh, this is a place, tr frankly, that I think that um, that some chat GPT can get you some help if you're not a good writer. Uh, I was playing around with it today and I dropped in a professional statement for a resume, five years of experience working in IT. And it spit out some great stuff to start, to draft. Two or three sentences at the top, professional statement, the type of job you're looking for, right? Like mid-level IT professional, five years of experience, working in system administration, networking, whatever it is, listing some of that stuff just at the top. We get into some core competency stuff afterwards, skills, um, leadership, team See, Jason, I always thought, I always thought like, we're, I'm focusing more on IT just because this is an IT show. Yeah. And I've inter interviewed more than my share of people and they would put as a skill, um, DNS, for example, they were like, yep. all right, yep. cool. What's the difference between an A record and a C name? They're like, I don't know. They're like DNS isn't a skill. So like I started, you know, I was talking to a couple other people last week at the networking event and I said, you know, maybe like rate from one to five, where are you at? And put the skill and like, do you recommend that? Or is that like, you know, where, so, like, because here's the thing, you can put generic, I can put Java there as a developer and like, well, I did one thing, right? It doesn't, you know, you, you want to trip the, the search thing, search feature, you know what I'm saying? So there, there's some different, there's some different ideas on the tech side of it, the IT side of it. Some people will have a section at the bottom uh, after your education that's tech competencies. Listing those types of skills. Now, I'm not a deep tech guy, right? But but listing the the programs um, that you've worked in that you're familiar with at the end of the day you're going to sit in an interview and somebody who knows hopefully more than you is going to ask you some questions sure and they're either going to see through the bs or they're going to say okay this guy knows what they're talking about but uh it's it's an, it's a part of it uh and and if you're and if you're if you're trying to show both experiences, successes, accomplishments, it's an important piece to, to work Yeah, with. that's kind of what I was saying is like, is, are you a beginner, novice, expert? Is yep, it, yep. you know, through three or what, you know, because I think you need to put it at somewhere, some scale of the, um, you know, and I want to go back to the the headline too, because yeah, everyone took a LinkedIn now is like, if you look at mine, I think I put like six things up there. I'm a, I'm an idiot um, <laughs> of like accomplishments. But like when I put on, you know, my resume, it's just IT sales professional. Um, and I'm like, God, that's weak. And I don't know. I don't know. Like that, it, it, that one, it kills me. Like, cause I don't know what to write. On your, you're talking about, you don't know what to write on, on your headline on your LinkedIn. Resume, actual on resume. Your like said, LinkedIn, okay. LinkedIn's easy, but just the re when it go comes to the okay. resume, like so, that always so here's here's what we do: the professional summary, the statement at the top, professional title, right? So, IT networking administrator, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, you want to list some key experiences within it. So, I don't, I, I can't give you those key experiences. 
Um, maybe you'll write with 25 years of experience uh, and then list a couple of your your sort of either achievements or skills, expertise, right? Expert in AWS and something else, network, hardware, software, design, right? Whatever, whatever that might be. And, um, and that's kind of, that's a great two to three sentence statement that you can put at the top of your, uh, of your resume. Well, that was, uh, that was always the famous conversations we'd always have at our job fairs. Like, what do you do? Oh, I'm an IT person. Well, get out of town. So is everybody else here. What do you right. do? And we'd have to ask, ask six times to find out like, oh, I'm a systems admin administrator. Like, oh, well, why did you just tell me that? You know what I mean? Um, I know you're trying to be everything to everybody, and I think that's the problem, especially when you're looking. This job market's tough right now, and you're trying yeah. to be everything to everybody. And and you have to know what you're looking to do, right? If if or what your next thing is, what the experience is you're hoping for, um, and and again, like depending on where you are and what you're doing in IT, to be able to quantify your experience is tough. However, recruiters. Hiring managers are looking for, like, what were your accomplishments, right? So work, you know, you, to say you're a systems administrator, it's fine. But how do you make it sound? How do you not make it sound, right? You don't want to lie about what your experiences <laughs> are. But but how do you really start to quantify what that looks like, right? So thinking about, like, are you growing and scaling? Did you, you know, did you, did you uh, go through a migration from one software to another, um, did you, did you help sunset, it, uh, or, um, did you optimize the, the procedures and the software you're playing around with working in, sorry, but like trying to get some really good quantifying information onto your resume. So it's not just listing, uh, your job tasks, but really what are your successes? What are those big things? That, that are going to help you with that next opportunity. Do you supervise people? Uh, have you supervised? That's a that's a huge part of depending on what that career tra trajectory is going to look like. Sure. What now? Scenarios. I get this question a lot. I'm just wondering your professional take. Um, if you've had like uh, two years, like let's say you're retraining and you're uh, took two years, and let's say you're working at XYZ Sandwich Shop. Yep. You know, not, not to throw it. And it's not, it is insanely not relevant to the position you're trying to get, but you got your certifications and now you're ready. Mm -hmm. Do you even bother listening, it, listing it? So you or? may want to list it because a, a two year work gap is a challenge for some hiring managers. They don't want to see a two year work gap. So you were working and you were at the time getting a, a certification, you were going through training and you've come out with it. So um, it's a great place to list it, but on your cover letter, again, we can talk about cover letters later or never, but on your cover letter, it's a great place to say, uh, I just spent the last two years working at a sandwich shop while getting my certification. And now that I have that, I'm ready for that next professional opportunity. That's, Fair. that's the way, that's the way to balance it. If you worked at a sandwich shop for three months, no, don't. Yeah. Yeah, not fair. if it's not professionally relevant, but you had a job, you worked at a place for two years. That is that is an accomplishment that does show some level of 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 uh, professional success. Right. You were able to stay somewhere for two years. Not a, not a lot of people. Well, 
not that's not something that everybody's going to be able to re- include in the resume. And by the way, sandwich shop, you flip it into customer service. Uh, and depending on the job you've got, customer service, customer service skills, you know, vital. Showed up on time. That's kind of what I tell everyone going into help desk. You got three things to do. Show up on time, keep to your tickets, and don't smoke weed. <laughs> do those <laughs> three things. Two out of the three. Right. Go for right, it. Right, right, right. <laughs> so you dropped, uh, you went and did it. You dropped the bomb. You said uh, cover letter. You said cover letter. And uh, this yeah. is, I get this yeah. question probably more than anything, especially with the people that I'm helping like get, navigate through uh, the workforce. Do you write them? I'm 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 anti I am so anti cover letter because I don't think anybody reads them. What's your what what what's your take? So, uh, places some play people some businesses some companies are asking for a cover letter, so it's worth writing it if they're asking for it. I know I I I, I have that same thought. I'm spending time helping somebody or encouraging somebody to write a well thought out cover letter. Is it ever going to get looked at? Is the resume going to get more than 35 or 40 seconds of, of time in front of somebody? And, and mostly no. I mean, that's what the research says. Do some hiring managers actually spend time? Absolutely. We know they do. Do some people read the cover letter? Absolutely. So you have to have it. But the truth is, it's so individualized. I mean, I can't, I, I'm, I'm not comfortable saying no, nobody's reading them because right. I know people are reading them. I read them when I get them, but also because of the business I'm in. Fair. Do you, I mean, are you hiring? Are you, when, when you do hiring, do you did. read them? No, never. never read did. Them. I'm not, I don't, uh, yeah, I'm not uh, actively, interview, but over the last five years I've interviewed dozens and dozens and, you know, probably a hundred people. Yeah. Um, never read them. Do you, you, know, do you read the full resume? Uh, typically it's, you know, the skills, like whatever it is I'm hiring for, it's filtered pretty good before I even talk to them. So I know that they're, you know, I'm basically the way we always trained our recruiters at our job. When we used to do our pink slip parties, our job fairs was, um, inter, you know, read five, inter, get five resumes, interview three, hire one, like expedite that process. So I'm not, I'm not going through, um, you know, and I was hiring systems engineers and I was hiring help desk and I was hiring, you know, so like a lot of it was, Hey, you know, can this, is this person skills match? And then, you know, we wanted to make sure that they were, uh, you know, obviously decent human beings, but I was, I always read through all of it if they, you know, and then I, you know, we asked, we had some, you know, I had one question I loved asking, um, and there was never a wrong answer, but I wanted to know who you were. And it told me everything I needed to know about you. And none of it was wrong. It was, uh, tell me about your last outage. What'd you do? Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and it's, it's one of three people. I, you know, I went and did it all myself and fixed it. Mm-hmm. I called and assembled the the dream team and we fixed it. Or I called Microsoft support and we fixed it. Okay. Right. Fixed. You want to know what the it, thought process is, right? Can they think through and solve a problem? Yeah. I mean, that's at well, the like, end of the day. Where are you in the, where are you in the team? You know, are you, you know, if you assemble the dream team, you're either a delegator or a leader. And I need to figure that out really quickly. You know, if you're doing it all by yourself, you're a lone wolf and that's great if you're smart, but I want you to be able to work with people. So, you know, again, there was no wrong answer. Um, Now, do you coach? I'm just curious when you're doing career, like coaching on uh, uh, questions, there's a lot of them that I don't want to say, I only got stumped once in my life and I wasn't expecting it. Um, it was the guy uh, said, I know why you're great. You know, you're sitting in front of me, but tell me why you suck. And he said it just like that. And I was like, wow. it's 
I sat there for 30. I'm like, God, how do I answer this? Because I want to answer it honestly, but I also want to be professional. Right. I guess I guess talk to me about how you're coaching uh, in your career counseling. Uh, some of the, you know, some of those oddball questions. So there are I, my experiences. Most of the hiring managers, especially today, are are following a series of pre-written thought out questions and they're not there to get you. Um, there are, of course, those hiring managers that are. The best thing you can do is be as open and honest. And, and so if someone says to me in an interview, uh, you know, what do they ask? They love asking your, your weakness and, and wanting you to come up with what that looks like. So, uh, you know, you can be as honest-ish, right? You're not going to say, God, man, nobody likes working with me. I'm a real jerk. Right. Even if that's it, you know, that, you can say, I really like working alone. I, I find that I work best alone and I've been working really hard on right and answered the second part of it, the follow up. And I've been working really hard at being a better team player and um, asking for help when I recognize that that it's more than I can accomplish and by the due date. That's a great answer. See, the most of the time when I would never ask it because I would, well, I work too hard. I'm too caught up in my, I'm too perfectionist. And it's like, ah, it's such an awful answer. Like you, what you just said would be like, Oh, yep. I like them already. You know? Yeah. But, but it's, it's not an easy question to answer. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people have trouble just answering about themselves, right? Tell me about yourself. A lot of opening just icebreaker kinds of questions tell me about yourself can be a really difficult question and i know we've got lots of people who want to jump to personal want to jump to things other than like you know let's let's just talk I, you know i'm i've been in the nonprofit field for however many years and love working with people and love helping people find that next career opportunity right we could do that and then open it up for more questions and conversation and discussion yeah, yeah. to that uh into that interview but see i had an argument with somebody where my my mentality methodology completely contrasted with hers and she called me out on it whereas i said i want to if i'm hiring nerds and geeks i want them i want the nerd culture to embody them holistically i want them to argue with me on star trek versus star wars i want (laughs) i want them to to talk to me about their raspberry pi server they built in the basement i want them to talk to me about their wi-fi network they built in their home Right, yeah, because I yeah, want yeah. to live and breathe. This is yeah. so when you're coming to work, it's not really work. You're just tinkering with stuff. Right. And she okay. said, "No, I want you to work really hard and be really good at what you do, and then li- live your life separate. I don't care. Why? Why would you? You know?" And I'm kind of like, "That's fair, but like, you know, I guess it's I guess it's philosophy, right? At the end of the day. Well, and you're hi- when you're hiring for your team, you want people around you that are like-minded thinkers, not not robot thinkers that are exactly who you are, but you want people living and doing what you're doing. And you get home at the end of the day and you're tinkering and you're perfecting your own network. And, and you want to have a good argument about uh, Star Trek versus Star Wars. And so you want those people around you. I get it. But, but that's the beauty of also employment, right? We are all able to find our place. And when I, if I were interviewing with you and you were to say Star Trek, Star Wars, Maybe I could get into a great argument or maybe I'd walk away and say, listen, like Bob seems like a great guy, but not a guy I can work with. I can't talk Star Trek, Star Wars and Raspberry servers all yeah. the time. That's not for me. Right. I'm going to go work right. for your friend who you got in an argument with. She's right. my perfect supervisor. Right. I mean, we've all got that. So in the career, 
I'm just thinking back to like all the, I get calls, you know, four five, six times a week on like, Hey dude, can you help me? Hey dude, can you know, yeah, this yeah. is going on? And I got a lot of people in career transition. They're stuck or they don't like what they did. Um, I have a few friends like in the liquor business that are like, dude, this I'm done with this industry. Yeah. I go, well, you need to start over and it's not going to be pretty when you find out what, you know, when you have to go back to the ground, is there a way for someone that's done really well in a particular industry? I hear it a lot in project management. Like, hey, it does it correlate to IT? Can I get in IT? And then IT says no. Um, talk to me about, I guess, what, 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 what's a good answer? What do I tell some of these people that are like, you know, I'm in this career rut. I need to shift. Yeah. Um, is there? Do I have to start over from ground zero, or is there a way I can parlay? It's, it's an awesome question. Uh, a huge part of what my team is doing is working in a program we call career counseling. We get people that call us fresh out of college with a bachelor's degree in something, straight out of high school, not interested in college. We get people in their mid-40s, 50s, 60s, and be like, I need something different, but I don't know what it is, and I don't know how to figure it out. So our career counselors, regardless of where you are on that spectrum of experience in life, um, are here to help. And we're utilizing a variety of individualized assessments. They're looking at things like strengths, interests, motivators, work styles. They're helping to interpret the results of those assessments, ultimately with the goal of helping people to figure out a career path. We have a variety of people who come through the program and at the end of the day, career path, they're on the right path. Their supervisor is the problem and they should find that exact job at a different company with a different supervisor and they're gonna continue with their success. We have other people who, uh, look, they, they've got that MBA, but don't know what's next. They know college isn't for them, but they don't know what is right for them and flipping burgers isn't the direction. And, and we're able to help everybody figure that out and, and to find, uh, find, and to provide that assistance, right? That, that sort of glimmer of, okay, so it isn't, it isn't hopeless. Well, there is a program, there is a career, there's a path that I can take. We also have those folks that are like nearing retirement or uh, further on in their career. And they're like, so I just worked the last 35 years and it was all about dollars. I was just trying to make money and I didn't like any of it. And and it's unfortunate that that the intersection of enjoyment and money can't always align, but they don't. And then they're like, so this last career thing, the next three, five years, I want to go to work and enjoy it. I want to look forward to work. How do I figure that out? And we've got a great group of people that can help with that. Is there, what's the percentage of people that enjoy going to work? I'll be candid. I do. Um, I really I, like what I do. You know what? I, 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 mean, I think I'm in the rare. I, I, I don't know what the percent is. I mean, I guess somebody can, you know, they're all made up on the spot. But, but I don't, but I, yeah, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I think a lot of people like work enough, right? And there's the demographic generational stuff. What's your ultimate goal? Are you going and are you working for the same boss, for the same company, for the same thing forever? Or are you the like millennial Gen Z? What's your goal? Is your goal get a job, get some skills, get some experience, and then go somewhere else and keep figuring out and and keep jumping around and, and ultimately, hopefully, find enjoyment uh, and getting a lot of those experiences. 
One of the uh, SVPs at Cisco came up to me over drinks in Vegas when we we're at a conference and he, you know, we talked for about 25, 30 minutes and, you know, he's like, I, you know, I like you. Let me tell you something. He goes, grabs me by the shirt collar and he says, three years up or out. Don't ever forget that. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, that's profound. And I, maybe is that IT centric, but I go, that's a really, that's a crazy barometer to live to your whole entire career. So then I have like kids, you know, I'm working with 28 year olds and stuff. Yeah. And do I want to tell them that? Cause that's a rough life. It's not, I'm not gonna lie. I've been through it already 25 years. It's a rough life. Um, what, what's your take? I mean, have you heard on the contrary or have you, I get, you know, no, it's rough to find someone that's been 20 years at one company these days. It's rare. So there's a few professions that, that do that teachers, more but less and less right they find yeah. that school they have that job and that's them yeah. uh but yeah less less and less um i don't like looking at resumes of somebody that's been somewhere a year year and a half for the last five jobs that doesn't give me a lot of uh certainty that they're there for any any amount of time to really value add to the to the position um i think there's something to be said for three to five years get some experience learn, grow, promote within if there's an opportunity or look, look for something else. But, but everybody has a different, a different goal. Um, some people are just there to be comfortable, earn enough money uh, combined with their spouse that they're, they're happy, they're comfortable. Uh, they're not putting 70, 80 hours in blood, sweat and tears. It's, it's a job. They like it. They're going, they're turning it around and they're happy to stay right where they are. Um, three to five years is a great time depending on where you are in your career for sure. Yeah. No, interesting. Um, yeah. Cause that's the thing. Like, I feel like when I get asked these questions and I answer them just as you've answered me, yeah. I think like, I, I still think like they, they walk away going, well, shit, I don't know. And I, I, I feel like it, it's, you know, there's no, and, and my take was there's no, perfect the the interviews that i've thought i've nailed and i've been amazing i haven't gotten and the ones where i'm like oh god i don't think they liked me i've gotten hired and i've i've used resumes from on monster that i got on microsoft word and i've gotten hired at you know fortune 50s i don't think it's a science that every you know as much as i think it late you know there's some basics i think you know like a framework um I, you know, I'm just curious what your take was, because I've seen at this point in my career, I've seen everything. Um, you know, we work with people who will go through three, four, five interviews and they've interviewed with everybody in the company and the information they're taking out of this interview was that was awesome. Like we vibed like that was an hour and a half interview that felt like it was 15 minutes. It was such an awesome conversation. And then they're like, sorry, we went in another direction. We get yeah. people the same who like oh, bombed that interview. Like that was bad news, and they get and they get a call back. So um, yeah, I don't think there's an absolute science because you're dealing with people and personalities. And at the end of the day, as an interviewee, somebody who's looking for a job, you don't really know what they want. Some some hiring managers keep it real close to the vest. Some are really transparent. But everybody's looking for something different and they're hoping and they're looking for a match. Um, I think people's success in finding a job, and I mentioned it earlier, and it's something that you guys are doing. It's networking, right? Yeah. I, I want to know, know 
who who works at this business? Who's connected to this hiring manager? Who do I know that used to work there? How can I leverage my LinkedIn network to say, okay, who works at in this department or this business and how do I get connected to somebody so that my resume isn't just a line in a in a filter somewhere, but it's it's uh in someone's inbox from somebody they trust. And if sure. I can get my name to a hiring manager through a trusted source, a connection, does it guarantee me a job? No. But it gets me an interview and then I gotta rely on myself, answer those questions, be prepared and and often they have, you know, hiring managers have three, four, five, six candidates that are equal. What sets everybody apart from the other, right? That that's going to be it. It's how do we know somebody in common, or who who do they trust that's saying, hey, give Jason a chance, give Bob a chance. That's it. That's that's the success uh, above anything else. Yeah, we can talk about acing an interview. It's important. We can talk about making your resume look good. It's important. Should I write a cover letter? It's a good step. But at the end of the day, those are all tools and you've got to use all of your tools and not just a single, not just a single resume. As, but I also uh, as think it goes a lot farther when, I think it goes a lot farther too when you're getting that interview. And instead of like, you know, reading your last press release going, well, what do you know about ABC company? And then you're like, well, I've noticed that you were expanding to, you know, and like no one, like I talked to uh, so-and-so who I'm personal friends with and he told me you guys are doing some really cool work in here and I'm really intrigued about, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's awesome, it right? Genuine. All of a sudden yeah. it was a genuine conversation, right? Yep. And, and, and even if you don't know somebody personally, uh, take a chance, reach out to somebody on LinkedIn. Hey, do you have, do you, if, if it's local, you know, can we meet up for a beer or a cup of coffee? Uh, do you have, do you have a 20 minutes on the phone? Let's just talk. I want to learn. I want sure. to find out if this is even a good business, a good company, a good organization that's going to be a good fit for me. Forget about the perfect job, right? There's so yep. much that goes into it. Do I agree with the mission, the vision, the values, the, the you know, what are their core principles? If, if you can't agree with that, the, that's a that's a important also part of this whole job search. Sure. So that I want to, I want to end kind of, this is my soapbox thing. I swear one, one time a meetup, I will meet someone and they'll go, well, what do you do? And they go, well, I kind of do web design. I kinda, <laughs> you know, and they're like, and I kind of look at it and I go, give me your, open your eyes. Like, open, like, give me the, you know, the Johnny cash eyes. And I'm like, I'm a web designer and I'm really good at one, two, three. And uh, you know, this get, you know, this wakes me up. I go, what gets you? Everyone's got something that gets them fired up. It has to. Yeah, like you, you got a fire in the belly. Like, show me fire in the belly. Like, putting together like that thirty to sixty second pitch, that elevator speech, right? Well, you're stuck in an elevator with yeah. somebody, and you're going to the tenth floor, and you're chatting. Like, how do you how do you tell somebody what you do and what you're excited about? Because you don't know who's in that elevator, and they may they may be that hiring manager you didn't even know about. Right. Networking Jason, events, you know what I do? Gotta, what's that? I rewrote the elevator pitch a long time ago when IT and the D was in its infancy. Okay. Because I was having these conversations with the people that were talking for a minute, two minutes, and it was not in my field and I it was not I was lost. Right. And so now you when someone asks me what I do, I say I'm in tech sales. And they go, 
oh, okay, what do you do? Because I'm in this business. And it becomes a conversation. Yeah. And it's my elevator pitch broken up into 15 different things awesome. going, you know, hey, I work with, you know, I work with Microsoft and I do this. And, you know, I'm more on this side. And I'm, you know, um, instead of going, my name is, you know, I did, we had a class for at HP and it was, I tell the story all the time. I'm like, my name is Bob. I'm with HP Network Services. Our products give you a lower total, lower total cost of ownership, and a higher probability of meantime failure. So you're you can rest assured that. Oh, look at this. You remember this? How many I totally times did do. you say that? You're like going to have a nightmare. It's just going to be spinning in your head. But right, there there can be a genuine way to explain to somebody what you do, why you're excited about your job, what what and and what that mutually beneficial thing may look like. Yeah. Or what you're looking for. So Jason, we're going to cut you loose. I really appreciate it. this is a great conversation. This is very much needed cuz I see I run into people all the time that are in either in turmoil or, or need help interviewing or need help the next game you guys do. I I I love what you guys are doing ever since we've had Paul on the first time. Uh, you know, love having you back. But if you guys want to find out what Jason does or more, just go to uh, find him at Gesher Human Services at g e s h e r m i dot org. All these services are free. It's donated by uh, a lot of great people that keep you guys doing this. So I, I, lo- I love the mission. I love everything about it. Awesome. I re- really appreciate the time. Yeah. If anybody has questions, if they just want to talk, how can we help? What might be possible? Give us a call. Look us up. GesherMI.org. Jason, I'll put your uh, LinkedIn too in uh, show notes. Hopefully a couple of people reach out. And uh, if not, I'll push them your way anyway. So um, Jason Charnas, Gesher Human Services. Appreciate the time. Uh, we're going to wrap things up for this episode of the IT and the D show. On behalf of Bob and Randy, do us all a favor. Drink up your drinks. Get your phone numbers. You don't got to go home. You just got to get the hell out of here. See you next week. Drive careful. Beat it.